0: Our focus must be riveted on the Savior and His gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto Him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. When we draw His power into our lives, both He and we will rejoice
1: brother Newman and Louisa Soloway were called as the mission president and wife for the New Zealand Wellington mission from 2017 to 2020 and have been home for over a year. Newman served as a young full-time missionary in the South Dakota Rapid City Mission, where he was able to teach and preach among the Native Americans. He attended BYU-Hawaii and the University of Utah and earned his bachelor's and master's degree in social work. He has served in the church in various different callings as a branch president, bishop, state presidency and serving in the temple and has been working in s i for 31 years. Sister Louisa Soloi also served as a young missionary as well in the Nuku'alofa Tonga mission. She has also served in various callings as Relief Society and Primary President and an early morning seminary teacher. They have been married for 40 years and are parents to five children, with four of them being full-time missionaries. I'm your host, Leonie Toki, and I'm very excited to be able to have brother and sister Soloi with me today during this episode of Adjusting to Return Missionary Life. So thanks for having me today.
0: Happy to be with you, Leonie.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how has coming home from a mission as mission president been a bit different from when you were younger, adjusting back to normal life?
2: Coming home for three years that we've been serving has been an adjustment and coming home in the middle of the uh, pandemic, it's also another hard time, not only for us as couples, for, but for our missionaries. Last year in July, we arrived here. Our children came to the airport to pick us up. When we arrived, we automatically release. And so the first uh, day was uh, a bit hard. We get used to the program in the morning, and we still uh, continue to do that. And so especially our young missionaries and our couples, take a little while to adjust and to work together as a couple
0: and trying to, to move on with our life. For me, what's greatly helped to readjust back to this life After a mission has been four things that uh, were indicated by way of the release letters we received. One of the release letters was from the area presidency and one from the first presidency and two from the missionary executive department. Those four things we have continued to do. One, to strive to have the companionship of the Holy Ghost with us daily. Two, serve your family, your ward, and your community. Three, stay connected with your return missionaries. And four, seek to build up the cause of Zion. One of the great things that has helped us is to keep focused on those things. And usually on a monthly basis, the first of each month, we talk about and think about and focus on those things that the brethren encouraged us to do as part of our adjusting also in temporal ways of adjusting back, I've been fortunate to be employed again with Seminary and Institute. And that's been a great help to do that. My wife is retired and so we've adjusted our lifestyle. This has greatly helped.
1: Nice. I love that. There are so many thoughts that you were able to share that brought to mind the experiences that I had as I was adjusting from my mission as I've been home for about two years but i'm deeply grateful for the many things that my mission president was able to counsel me and i guess there is a a period of time where you're serving on your mission and it's okay to think about home as we're not called to be on our missions for life but we're able to build those skills that are going to help us to excel and be successful in life so what What type of counsel were you able to give for those missionaries who were preparing to go home and continue to stay on the covenant-keeping path and remembering the things they were able to learn on their missions?
2: During the year, a a few months before they go, about six months, we start to approach the missionary, especially our Pacific uh, people, and see what they're going to do after they go home. I'm, when they finish the mission, some of them say, "Oh, I'm ready to go to school. I already apply for BYU Hawaii," and some. Uh, of the Pacific Island, they will say, I'm going home to work to help my family. Those who Pacific Island who lives in Australia and here in New Zealand, they already set up something that they will be going home and work or do apprenticeship or will try to go to BYU Hawaii or try to go to a technical school. From our perspective of our life, we gave them a a sequence of things for them to do. Do your life in secret, and then the Lord will help you as you continue to finish your school. In
0: 2019, the church produced a new missionary handbook, and it was entitled Missionary Standards for Disciples of Jesus Christ, and printed in the last three pages is Counsel on the Completion of Your Mission. And so at a mission president seminar we were trained by Elder Gary L. Stevenson and Elder Carl B. Cook on this new handbook. They emphasized to us again the importance and impact that we could have as mission presidents and companions in emphasizing those pages but also encouraging them to adjust as they returned. There are three main purposes of those last three pages. Uh, they talk about what to do as they just back. And the intent of it is three things. To encourage the returned missionary to continue their life as a disciple of Jesus Christ. to to continue to be a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And three, to encourage them to continue to fulfill their life's mission. They also shared some statistics that were quite alarming about return missionaries. There were three main statistics. One, over a 10-year period, they found that the number of returned missionaries who went less active was approximately 60%. Over a 10-year period, 60% of returned missionaries went less active. However, they also found of the 40% who remained active over those 10-year period, there was one single factor that 65% of that 40% reported that helped them to maintain being active in the church. That single factor was seeking, receiving, and acting upon the promptings of the Holy Ghost, of the Spirit. repeat. The single most common factor of those that remain active in the church, in the gospel during their 10 years, was seeking, receiving, and acting upon the promptings of the Spirit. And the third statistic was they found that returned missionaries after three months, 94% maintained the current Temple Recommend, but it dramatically dropped after two years, only 50 4% retained a current Temple Recommend. Those statistics were quite alarming. I shared them with each of the missionaries and groups that were leaving, indicating that this is serious. They need to think. Don't be a statistic, but listen to the counsel that the brethren have found from the Church Research Division. We spent two days, I adjusted those returning home, that we had two days of workshops provided by our self-reliance missionary couples. They were excellent workshops, providing opportunities to learn to make adjustments back in temporal things, primarily job skills or job interview skills, how to write a CV. They were practical things. It was quite an adjustment for our full-time missionaries, but they started to realize that they needed to seriously look, and two days of self-reliance workshops were critical and vital as a part of transitioning. In my very final interview with them, The number one thing that I needed to do with them was to renew their temple recommend. Of all the things that I did, that was the most important and many of them was necessary to renew their temple recommend or if they had had one, the counsel that I gave again in that final interview had a lot to do with remaining worthy, setting those individual goals and again encouragement. And then finally in our last night with the President where we shared our our personal journey, and what helped us to adjust back as young missionaries, I would have four things that I would encourage. One, be a daily disciple of Jesus Christ. You have learned that for your two years or 18 months. You have developed habits of being a daily disciple. I encourage you to keep up those daily habits. And one particularly that I was concerned about with that I knew would be a major adjustment, yet the principle was important, was your schedule. Yes, you're not likely to wake up at that early hour or sleep at a certain hour, but the principle of organizing yourself on a daily basis, a weekly basis, in terms of your schedule of what to do, would allow you to participate and use those daily habits you had practiced so you could have the Spirit of the Lord. Also, I said you need to be weekly worshippers. And there were three critical things I encouraged them. Be worthy to partake of the sacrament each and every Sunday. Secondly, go to the bishop and say, I'm ready to serve. Accept any calling and move forward if you're not called. And offer and be willing. You've learned to serve the Lord with all your heart, might, mind and strength for the last two years, 18 months. Step forward. Offer use the gifts and talents and finally be faithful in paying your tithing as soon as you're able to and are employed be faithful every week or whatever your circumstances i would also encourage be a regular attender at the temple where it was open and of course covid is restricted and so on but just be faithful to your covenants of the temple in the circumstances that you're in and finally i would emphasize again the importance of the temple covenants there was one more covenant the highest and holiest they needed to prepare and to focus on and keep focused always that of eternal marriage
1: nice thanks for sharing I think it just takes me back to my last night of when I was able to have that time with my mission president and all the other missionaries that were departing with me and the counsel that was able to be given and just reflecting on the habits that we had curated during that 18 months. And I think just thinking back about the mission, I heard that a lot of people say that you're putting your life on hold to go serve a mission, but I think serving a mission kind of fast tracks your life with the skills that you've been given. You're more studious with your studies or more diligent with your studies you're able to plan better. And so as we've talked about these different skills that we've learned in the 18 months or two years and these habits, why do you think when we come back home, it may seem a little bit easy for us to kind of slip back into old habits before we served a mission and why that kind of makes adjusting back to home life a little bit difficult, even though we've learnt these Christ-like attributes.
2: My experience seeing some of our missionaries that we serve together, and some that serve in the different missions. And I just, the appearance of them before they talk to me, I can just tell that missionary, whether he's still adjusting or he started to go the other way. Mm -hmm. And now you only being home, For a few months, you still haven't given up some of those habits that you may have done before you go on a mission. To me, coming on a mission, if that person learns so much from the missions, it really will change their lives. Some will change for good. Some, it's just change. And then after a few months, they start to fall back. So when I see uh, missionaries like that, I walk up and I just ask the question, oh, what are you doing now? Are you working? Or are you going to school? Sometimes in our missions, I often say there is uh, three types of people in the world. We can also say there's three types on our missions, you know. The one who came here and make things happen. The one who just wondering what's going on and the one who just watch what's going on just watch people go and those people will never go far because all they focus is today's and uh, not tomorrow but i see the one i'm so happy to see them move on with their lives they come home They straight away tell the parents, this is what I'm going to do. And I, while a missionary getting ready to come home, I I try to encourage them. When they said to me, oh, I'm going to go home and help mom and dad. I said to them, you know what? When you go home, you said to mom and dad, mom and dad, I've been on a mission for two years. And now I'm coming home. I would like to give you my plan because that's how I learn on a mission. We planned in the morning, we study. You give the plan to your parents and said, look, Mom and Dad, whatever circumstances did you in our family, I would like to go to school. You have to tell them, i got to go to school and for my future. And not only that, but you're also helping
0: your parents too. It's understandable that returned missionaries... Coming back, adjusting to home life will always be a challenge because of the lifestyle that they've been engaged in for the last eighteen months or two years. A lifestyle for a full-time missionary is is based on a calling, and that calling, in order to achieve what they need to, of course, they're given a set schedule. They are to. Dress and groom according to standards, and they have goals on a daily basis and weekly basis, and they have a companion 24/7 that they are to be with, and they're to the focus on service, service to others, service to to achieve goals. The ultimate, of course, is to prepare and teach uh, those for baptism, or to work with those perhaps who are less active, they're constantly with others when they return home. Of course, they, they're released, and therefore there's no longer a set schedule daily. There's no structure. There's no goals they need to seek with. There's no standards that are dictated in order to live their life as a return missionary. There's no companion 24-7, although we hope they do have one as soon as possible. There's no cause or service to others. They're not as focused anymore on serving others to prepare them for ordinances and covenants and goals that are associated with it. So all of that has now been uh, removed. And now they, as the Solomon mentioned, you have to make it happen. You have to create it. You have to, you have to be self-motivated. And how do you go about that? Of course, they've come from a, if I could call it a, a terrestrial state, where they've lived so that they could have the spirit with them 24-7 in order to achieve the work that's given to them as part of the work. Well, they go home, and depending on what their home environment is, many of those things are no longer there now, and they have to, again, uh, they go back to what I call the celestial will, mm. where the temporal things become more important now, that spirituality is not, 24 7 but it's up to you if you want to include it as part of your life daily or weekly and so on and to what extent but now you're at home with your parents and family and others and yeah it's huge
1: thanks for sharing that i definitely think it will always be a challenge to adjust back to normal life how you said you're kind of gone away from Always having a purpose and actually having a schedule or just thinking outwardly. I remember when I came home, it was just a bit weird that my purpose was myself. It wasn't on like inviting others to come into Christ or doing things for others. So I guess that mindset of being able to change how can I help others, but also just including yourself with that others because you're also wanting to come closer to Christ. And I think it's really cool that the church has a lot of these different programs able to help young return missionaries to be able to adjust back to normal life where we can be able to have my plan and all these different self-reliance programs that can help us to be a little bit more successful in our journey through YSA and I think something that stood out to me as you were both talking is how vital our family should be in adjusting back to, to being a return missionary something that my mission president kind of shared and counsel that he gave was to not really care about what my friends are doing or hanging out or not running to go hang out with my friends but adjusting to being with my family because i guess before you go on your mission you probably have all these plans for after the mission like maybe you don't want to go to school or i guess for me marriage definitely wasn't a thing i Like, it's the last thing on my list when I came home, but now it's kind of creeping up there now that I'm home (laughs) and things kind of change when when you're on your mission because of the things that you learn. So I guess with the many experiences that we have on our missions, how does it really set us up for coming home and those paths of being married or seeking out for further education or even... Going into the workforce, how do the skills that we learn in the mission help us with those?
2: On the mission, it really teach you the program in the morning to 6.30. Like Elder Holland said, you make and break your mission from 6.30 in the morning to 10 o'clock. We've seen the missionary that they don't do their program in the morning. We knew that they won't go far because they haven't really followed the program so they can feel the spirit of the Lord to guide in and do that program for the whole, for the day. But I have, I, I I seen those missionaries and I see them coming home. And so sometimes I wonder, oh, well, you know, mission, this is what you do when you come home, it's still the same, you know. And so I've seen some on a mission, it's different. But when you come home, it's excel. That person's move on with his life and do a lot of things that we were wondering what he's going to do when he go home, go to school, so that you can get a good education. And then you can move on with your life. And so our daughter, Lillian, she's very smart in her own way. When she came back from the mission, look at that, she already planned her life. She said, Mom and Dad, within a year from now, doesn't matter what, I'm going to find me a man, I'm going to get married. And then he said, "And you know what, mom and dad? Before I turn thirty, I will buy me a house, and I will finish my master degree." You know, when we hear that, oh boy, what parents who doesn't want their kids to excel and to grow? This is what the Lord want us to do. Go in sequence, so and you help you to be self-reliant.
1: Thanks for that, Sister Solo. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> really good that we continue to be goal-oriented. That just kind of gave me more motivation that I can really be successful to the fullest because of the things I was able to learn on my mission and that we can be able to hit those different goals. And just like before we wrap up, obviously we have talked a little bit about the decline and falling away when we come home for our missions. Because there is that big expectation when we come home and it's a kind of an unsaid expectation that as return missionaries, we get the sense that people think that we should be perfect. Um, because we served a mission and when we fall short it it feels a little bit oh we kind of lose a sense of hope when we fall away because of that expectation of being perfect as a return missionary and so what advice would you give to those return missionaries who may be struggling at this time and who are wanting to be able to find that hope that they can continue to to become like their best selves that they found on the mission
0: okay they recognize they get help but they need help so whoever and whatever they're struggling with at that time it may be a commandment it may be as you mentioned they're not perfect maybe anxiety depression family problems They they need someone to talk to and besides heavenly father look for a close friend return missionary maybe a priesthood leader is needed Someone in the family, even mission president or former mission president, they need to talk to somebody and get help. It's not easy on your own. And even after what you've done, recognize that you can get help. You know, all full-time missionaries that are honorably released have learned, really, I think, that with God, all things are possible. They have learned to achieve and they've gone through in a many experience what life is really about and they've worked with individuals families who they've seen have ups and downs in their lives and they've seen various lifestyles of individuals and families and they've seen those who have struggled and so they can relate as they return and they know the answers from those that they worked with who were struggling throughout their mission even themselves who were struggling or their companions they know the answers They need to be confident to know that they deserve, when they're struggling, to have the power of the atonement in their lives, both the redeeming power and the enabling power. And the gospel does provide hope and healing, and they deserve it. And you're right, when they return, they can almost be perfect, but they're not. And they can not struggle some areas, and they deserve. They have every right to repent. They have every, and probably need that gift as part of their adjustment, transitioning, and and struggling. We all do. And perhaps those who are close enough to them can sense that they do, and that's okay. And it's okay for them to make mistakes. It's okay to struggle. It's a continual part of our mortal journey. And yes, they were dynamic missionaries and served well in many callings. They lifted others, but now they've reached the point in their life they need to be lifted, and they deserve it
1: that was so helpful and knowing that we are loved in that repentance oh we're still worthy to be able to repent because i think that there are so many i guess return missionaries who just feel like they can't reach those expectations expected of them but knowing that as we can include the the savior that we can continue to find that joy and happiness and we'll be able to be better than we were and actually like reaching out and receiving that help that is needed from various different people Um, that love us. And I think one thing that stood out to me through talking about adjusting to return missionary life is trying to stay close to those who love you, especially your mission president. And hopefully you guys get a lot of emails from your return missionaries and how they're doing.
0: Can I just add quickly one experience, Leonie, that really helped me as a mission president to see how much of a challenge returned missionaries have, and some, as you mentioned, are not perfect and become less active and have challenges. One of the things we did with ministering than our mission is we would go to the homes less active, and I went out with young missionaries, or our couples, in various wards and stakes throughout the mission. It was one of the great miracles, and I met with, I remember one young missionary, he had, come in. He had served in Colorado, and he was still living with his parents, but I mean, he had a beard and had a hoodie and and he was actually living in the garage and we knocked on his door and we went in and my ministering companion who was the local, he was part of the elders corps, introduced me to him and we were grateful because as soon as at the door, he said, "Oh, I've got a mission present with us." Well, he took his hoodie off, and, and then you know we felt to have a prayer and leave a message. And I, I said to him, "Do you remember or have a, a favorite hymn that you loved?" And he he mentioned a hymn, and I said, "Do you have a, a favorite scripture or something from the Book of Mormon?" And he did. And then I said to him, "Would you share what what that favorite hymn is?" And we sung that hymn. And then I said, would you share that favorite scripture? And he shared that scripture. And and then we ended with a prayer, which I offered. And he felt the spirit and we did too. And it was a really important message for me to know that not only do we have some return missionaries out there and they struggle, we need to reach out. We need to be proactive ourselves. And it's amazing that they will never forget those special experiences that lifted them and we can help them to recall and help them to remember to reignite you might say the wonderful experiences
1: I love that I think it, it is really nice yes. being able to think about experiences that we're able to have as well we served missions and I'm grateful that I was able to keep a journal and also print out all my emails I sent to my mission president and my weekly emails. Okay,
2: when... my closing remark is um, just try to encourage our young missionary who um prepared to go on a mission to focus and you've got a long way to finish and to go home and continue your life. But when you're ready to come home, plan ahead what you're going to do on the uh, the regular life that you're going to go into. Going to school for three, four, five years is a sacrifice, but that sacrifice will pay off for the rest of your life. You get your degree, you work, you got provide for your family. The church has given us a program, its self-reliance, to really teach us that we have to stand alone and do our things and rely on the Lord to help us. I bear my testimony that I know that the missionary work, the most important thing, is his creation, is this world. If we give everything to him and focus, the Lord will continue to bless you for the rest of your life. And I know the church is true. And the church give us sequence and program from primary all the way to young adults before you get married. There's always a program that the church try to help the family. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: There are four things I want to share in closing. One, a full-time mission for a young lady and a young man who return honorably is the foundation for the rest of their lives. What they learn and experience there, no young adult would ever experience throughout the world. But because those who faithfully choose and serve honorably, it is, indeed, I feel, the launching pad for the rest of their lives. There is nothing that they can do or achieve without the help of the Lord for the rest of their lives. Secondly, returned missionaries need to realize when they return, do not take things lightly to continue to serve the Lord, to continue to be faithful, to continue to be a disciple of Christ, to continue to fulfill their life's mission. They should not be casual about the covenants and the commandments because they can become a casualty. Thirdly, a quote from Harley P. Fratt about the power of the Holy Ghost in their lives, which I testify is so critical that will help them continue to transition and through their struggles and to remain active. The paraphrasing that the power of the Holy Ghost uh, or gift of the Holy Ghost and its, its gifts can quicken our intellect. It purifies all the natural passions and affections, adapts them by the gift of wisdom to their lawful use. It matures tastes, feelings, affections and invigorates all the faculties of the physical and intellectual man. And then finally, I'd like to read this passage of Scripture and adjust it to include our return missionaries. It's from the wonderful chapters of Nephi and his closing chapters. This is Second Nephi chapter 31, verses 19 and 20. And now, my beloved return missionaries, after ye have gotten, or or after ye have returned, from serving a faithful full-time mission, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, ye have not come thus saved were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. Wherefore, ye return missionaries must press forward with a steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and the love of God and of all men. Wherefore, if ye return, missionaries, shall press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ, and endure to the end, behold, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. I am deeply grateful to have served a, a mission as a young missionary, and to serve as a full-time mission president. There is no greater work than to bring souls unto Christ. It is one of the major reasons we are here today in these last days. May the Lord bless us all, and especially our returned missionaries who strive to be his disciples, continue to be faithful members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and continue to fulfill their lives mission, the simple testimony and I share this day in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, our life for being able to share those really heartfelt experiences and counsel that will be able to help a lot of return missionaries adjust back um, to life and, holding on to those experiences that we're able to have within our missions as you pointed out that the mission is definitely a foundational factor of how we're able to create or continue to make spiritual and temporal decisions as we're at home so thanks so much for everyone listening and we'll see you next time Doubt not, fear not podcast series has been produced out of the Auckland Institute building with contributions from young adults across New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend to direct others to this podcast or listen to other episodes in the series, or to enroll in the institute class associated with the podcast. See our website at doubtnotfearnot.podbean.com. This recording is not an official publication of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The views expressed are those of the participants and are neither the official doctrine nor the official teachings of the Church.